0: This is The Six-Figure Exit. We are two entrepreneurs sharing how
1: we've shaped our lives and our businesses.
0: Our purpose is to help you grow your business and personal excellence. Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to the second week of The Six-Figure Exit podcast. Super pumped to be back with you guys. I'm your host, Gavin. We're here with my co-host, Carson. Carson, how are we doing today, sir? Absolutely wonderful. We finally got Gavin out to the gym this morning.
0: <laughs> 4 a.m. Well, 5 a.m. Well, yeah, we
1: were doing. up at 4. Yeah. It was uh, it was good, though. I, I love being back. It was okay. nice. you yeah, just
0: walked around and talked to everyone the
1: whole yeah, time. Yeah, it was just just jaw working. <laughs> <laughs> working the jaw. Yeah. Um, No, It was was good to be back in there. Um, I was really disciplined, really committed to being at the gym often. And then it just kind of fizzled out. I thought I could do it at my house and, uh,
0: got everything to work out at home.
1: We have like free weight dumbbells, um, a bench and, um, Lululemon studio mirror workout. What is that? Um, it's like a, literally a, TV screen inside of a mirror that has oh, a well, trainer, something a and trainer, need... yeah. yeah, so that it's actually sense. really a good workout, like probably better than most workouts I've ever done, but <laughs> really, yeah, it really is, it gets your heart moving and well, gets, it gets you sore spot so. for
0: us if you'd like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, how's your week going? It's going good. We've
0: got uh, a lot of rain here in Minnesota this week, so it's been hard to get stuff done.
1: The last four or five weeks, we've had a rain day every single week. And you
0: said you've been doing sod all week, which is...
1: Yeah, horrible.
0: Not fun in the rain. And it's going to
1: freeze over the weekend. So
0: Yeah, Yeah, they're saying (laughs) like 30s for a high next week and like 20s and like a couple... Sunday is like 32 for a high.
1: Yeah, snow on Saturday maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be We're going to Florida. We We're going to Florida. Yeah. Head south. Yeah. But so, well,
0: let's jump right into this podcast here. Yeah. Let's do it. We've got uh, entrepreneurship experiences, is what we want to share with you guys today. Some of the lessons, sacrifices, the good, the bad, the ugly, just kind of our story of entrepreneurship, how,
1: how it's shaped our lives. Exactly. How it's affected who we are as individuals, how we operate as leaders. Um, the good, like Carson said, and also the bad. There's a good mix of both, and there's a lot of both, I'd say. So I, Sometimes there's more bad than good. Sure. It's <laughs> just <laughs> the way it goes. We might have to be a little bit crazy to keep doing what we're doing, but uh, Certainly. that's okay. Crazy is good sometimes.
0: Gavin, let's just start with sharing the hardest experiences and lessons that we've learned um, along the way.
1: Through entrepreneurship? Yeah. Yeah. I would say the biggest thing that I've gained from being an entrepreneur is just, or I guess learned how valuable time management is. Uh, there's just so many things that we need to do as business owners, especially starting out. Like we're wearing every single hat you can imagine and, and plus more. Um, and then at multiple businesses. Yeah. Yeah. We get crazy enough to, Oh, let's start up another thing again. Um, So I would say just learning time management has been the biggest lesson for me to stay productive and stay effective. Um, And that's still something that I continue to try to work on. It's still something that I need to have in my life um, structure when it comes to my time because I have a lot of – things going on, whether it's, you know, through business or my personal life with my wife or family, meaning, meeting with them and, um, hanging out with them and friends. And so, well, that's something
0: you've, I feel like way better at than I am. As we know, <laughs> I am terrible with time. Carson management. is
1: always, always late.
0: I, literally almost. I think almost was, every time there was one time, I think I beat you somewhere and that was here. Yeah. Like a week ago or whatever. And that was it. That's the yeah. only time I've ever been early to something. And it's just, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I can get more done in a certain amount of time than I actually can. So I'll just schedule like four or five, six meetings and they'll all, I'm like, well, I'll be there like <laughs> 30, 45 minutes. And then I just sit and talk with the homeowner or yeah. customer or whatever it is right. and just have a good report. But it's an hour and a half later. And then you look down and you're like, shoot, I'm late. I got to yeah, go. Right. And so that's, I don't know. And that's something I'm working on getting better at. And it's not For me, I guess it's not easy. And I don't know why it's not easy, but it's not easy for me.
1: No. And one thing that I've found has really been productive for me in my life is um, building out structure to my day. Like, like literally writing out from this from from 9am to um, 6pm is when I'm going to be working and I'm going to be working effectively after 6pm. I'm going to be at home with my wife from 6pm to 8pm. I'm going to spend time with them. Um, have dinner with her, and then after that, maybe from eight yeah, eight thirty, I'm gonna read, and then bed at nine. That's what, what I've I mean, learned. So. Like, and I don't do
0: it as much as I should. But the days that I do, like plan my next day out, or pick like okay from noon to three o'clock, like I'm gonna work on this stuff, and just like not answer the phone and not deal with yep. whatever or schedule any meetings. I'm just gonna work on this. Those are the days that I feel like I'm most productive. And I don't know why I don't do it more, but it feels like. You start the day with that intent and then throughout the day something happens or there's, yeah, Yeah. there's an emergency or whatever it is. You got to go look at something or there's an issue on a job site and you got to solve a problem and then off you go and the rest of the day just ripple effects from there. Right. So it's tough to stick to that regimen.
1: For sure. And that's like, like, especially like when I was really, um, consistent with working out, like when I'd miss a morning of working out, it would just like, I'd be upset. Like it'd throw my day off. Yeah. Um, I just started
0: working out like two months ago, three months ago now. And the first few weeks, it was like really hard getting up at four o'clock every day. But now it's just, it's weird if I don't. And the rest of my day is just, I feel tired the rest of the day and like unproductive and just, I'm honestly in a bad mood. Right. So,
1: yeah. I don't know know if it's the the fact that um, you're not actually working out or if it's the fact that you know that you didn't make it or like you didn't stay consistent in doing it. Like, I I feel like things come up for me and it just, uh, if it throws a wrench in my, my, what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I just struggle with staying positive and keeping a strong mindset throughout the day. So that's
0: what, yeah, you got to start the day. Well, you hear all kinds of people talk about it. Start the day with a win and they say like, make your yep. bet or something, which I don't know how much truth there is. That. <laughs> Making your bed's not that hard. Right. It's just, but it's not going to make j- you more money. No, it's not. But I do think like there is a direct correlation with For sure. working out or like being physically active and maybe not making more money necessarily, but definitely being in a better mood or attitude, yeah. which I think that's going to help you, especially if you're on like the sales, any part of your business, really, if you're in a better mood to have a better attitude, that's just going to make more money in the long run because you're going to want to be doing what you're
1: doing at that point. In time. Right, yeah. So, I, yeah, like I said, I think the hardest um, and most valuable lesson I've learned is just really learning how to time manage well. Um, and I think that's always going to be something that we continue to update and continue to work on. I don't it's think always going to change yeah, as you level ever, up. Ever and evolving um, as your personal life changes, as your business life changes, it's always going to be different because there's going to be different requirements. So, um,
0: Well, and you got a kid on the way, so that's yeah. really going to change.
1: Yeah, I'm really, that's the, I would say I'm super pumped and excited for this baby and to see him come into this world. Uh, the only thing that scares me, I would say, is just how time is going to work with, you know, personal time with my wife yeah. How we can make time for our, each other, um, how it's going to affect my time at work, how it's going to affect my time with my son. Like, how how much time am I going to be really able to spend with him? And so um, that's just one thing that I'm really kind of nervous about. But I think my wife and I can work through that. And obviously, other people do it. So why can't we? Like,
0: yeah, I know. And now you're saying that I feel like an idiot over here, single and just. no no, no responsibilities besides work, but I show up late Uh, everywhere. I just, yeah.
1: No, but yeah, I would say that's my lesson is just learning time management and how it can work with business and building a family. So one of the things that
0: I think actually has helped me with that lately, um, I've shifted my, so I always used to be on a salary through our company and I just paid myself a salary, but now with like multiple different business ventures with different people that are partners in them, I've moved to an hourly pay. So once you have to clock your hours towards something, you start to realize like how much time you spend on something. Right. And you're essentially like in theory, charging back that company and yeah. you want that company to succeed. So don't waste that time. Be, be as efficient as possible. With that, it. Yeah. And you got to be, and then if you're responsible with how you're tracking your time to each company, if you're not actually like working on that company or you're sitting on Instagram or doing something like that, right. you're not, I mean, you're not making money then at the end of the day. So
1: yeah. Carson's always clocked in. Yeah. <laughs> never clock out even when i sleep yeah i dream about work if you're not making money when you're sleeping you're doing it wrong
0: (laughs) exactly that's that's exactly it
1: no but yeah that's my greatest lesson i think um overarching through my experience so far um i think that those lessons uh, will continue to prevail in certain areas and different stages and seasons of life but uh yeah, I would say that that is the the biggest thing for me. How about you Carson? What do you think has been the, the biggest lesson you've learned through being a business owner and entrepreneur?
0: Well, there's a lot of them. But oh, yeah. I, I would think one of the biggest things that I've learned in the last year, I would say, through, throughout 2022 and into 2023, 2023, I've started to make adjustments to really change it, and I just say that yearly because of how our seasons work. Yeah. But Last year, we spent a lot of money on different, um, just people and tools or ideas um, trying to grow the company. And when you start, I mean, we do, and not trying to be braggadocious or anything like that, but we do about two and a half, give or take a year, a million in revenue.
1: Holy.
0: But, which, I mean, to me, isn't that much, but once you start looking at like little expenses of things, I got in the mindset, you always hear people say, you got to spend money to make money. Yep. And so I kind of took that to heart and like, don't be afraid to like lose money on trying things. I probably took that too seriously and was always like, oh, like it's just a little expense. Like, we'll just right. buy that or we'll, you know, pay somebody this or give that or whatever. And that, if you don't keep an eye on it, it really catches up with you. And my business partner, Max, this year with the pool company is very like conservative. Where's the numbers? Money. Yeah, yeah, on every little detail. And he right. goes, well, that's, Every time he asks for a price on, or, like, asks somebody to do something, if it's a last-minute, like, even, like, an electrical hookup on something or just, like, a change order, he's always, like, getting the price and details up front and everything. And he's just way more um, strict with that. And so that's kind of helped me realize that I probably need to be more strict with that as well and watching, like, where are the dollars going? Are we Should we be spending money on this? Is there a cheaper option? Right. And I think there's... <clears throat> I think that's going to change. The last two to three years has been really good business-wise. Just the economy's been booming. Everything's yep. been great. Interest rates are low. Money's free. The government's just giving people money for no reason. And I think that's going to change a lot. And I can already see a lot of companies and homeowners and just people in general, clients, general contractors, they're starting to watch their dollars and what yep. they spend on everything they do. Um, Which is
1: a good, I mean, that's reality. There's—it's. I, mean, I, I think, think the we've next been year in this gonna, stage of life where it's just been like, People just spending money. money. Yeah, Yeah. money's easy to come and go. And I think
0: now it's going to kind of wean out those companies. If you're not getting kind of diligent with what you're doing and what you're spending money on, it's going to wean out the companies that aren't paying attention to the bottom line. And I think that's going to be a huge thing. So that's probably one of the biggest lessons I learned in the last year. That and combined with when we hire people, we kind of um, scaled down our in-house employees quite a bit this year we had 20 some employees last year and now we only have like seven or eight and then we kind of moved to a subcontract model with our landscape stuff um which we have a subcontract crew that just does work for us basically and maybe like one other person here or there but we kept them busy for the better part of the summer doing that but long story short what i realized was hiring the right people for the job we were just adding and like a lot of people face this issue and it's just probably one of the biggest issues in this industry is we need labor. It's a very labor intensive industry. It's hard to find qualified labor. So I think what a lot of people do and what we did for sure was just throw labor at the problem. Yeah. Not necessarily like the most skilled, skilled labor. Yeah. And what we're trying to get much better at is making sure somebody is very skilled at what we're hiring them for instead of just being a B player, if that right. makes sense. And yep. I know we were just talking about this the other day of Alex, or was it you and I? I think we're talking about how Alex Hormozy was talking about. You can pay a little bit more for a player oh, versus a B player, right? But the arbitrage gonna of do, yeah, they're the, going to do the difference.
1: There is going to be X or five X. Yeah, it's going to be five X <laughs> yeah. what the B player is, but right. it's
0: only going to cost you, you know, time and a half. More, right. yeah. yeah, whatever. So the multiple is just much greater having that exactly right place yep. so that's one of the biggest things that watching like what we're spending money on just being conscious of that and then just hiring the right people for each job
1: yeah. and putting them in the right seat i mean it's one of those another great lesson that uh, just came to mind when you said that it's just developing the skill to really read people and understand what they're good at what they're unique at and putting them in the right seat on the bus because i feel like women are better at that understanding people yeah yeah, but like I said, I think it's I personally believe it's a skill that you develop. You think so?
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't I I feel like I've thought about that. I don't know how to develop it I guess, but I, I'm not very good at it. I'm just very optimistic. Like I see the best in everyone that we interview and I'm like, "Oh, like yeah. you could be great at this and it's yeah. very like outgoing like positive that way, but I, at the end of the day, like some people just don't want to be that person."
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think and just being trying to be a good leader, a great leader is like, you, you do need to understand people and really see the good and the value in them and how they can be great for your organization or your team. So um, that's something that I've tried to continue to work on is, is really being more personal. I think has really been strong to like connecting with someone and understanding them and what they want out of life, what they want out of their career and trying to drive them to, be successful so that they can achieve and be just fulfilled in what they're good at. And so,
0: well, if they're not happy and don't feel like they're achieving something or moving ahead in their life, I feel like they're just, they're not going to put in a hundred percent effort or they're going to move on to a different company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you could have somebody in a certain position in your company that's not performing well, not happy, and then you move them In the same organization to a different position and they're going to thrive and be successful financially and be happy and just to
0: that point we've seen that a lot with running our landscaping and excavating companies side by side a lot of the guys that start with us landscaping their intent is to move to the excavating side of the company Pretty much everyone. <laughs> Their intent is to move because they want to yeah. go play on the equipment, right. which is understandable. But a lot of them don't have any experience and they want the experience. They want, or they want to, you know, where do I start is the question. And so we put them on the landscaping crew because at the end of the day, what we do landscaping translates to what we do excavating. It's just on a much bigger scale. We yeah. are still setting grades, we're laying base, we're, you know, building a road or paving right. it, or it's pavers over here, or it's asphalt over here. Right. It's the same, same concept. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, in theory. Right. So learn it here, learn how to work, learn how to work as a team, and then learn how to run the equipment on smaller jobs and smaller yeah. equipment and then move up from there. Yeah, so.
1: yeah I guess I guess, what do you think has been um, any challenges that you've faced like, that come to mind that you went through that made you feel that knowing your numbers is more important or um, any certain situations you, you dealt with because you were just throwing money at problems or... Trying new things.
0: One of the big ones was, um, and they kind of went hand in hand, and it was not so much like throwing physical money, like buying things. It was payroll. We were yeah. had a lot of people that weren't necessarily skilled at what they were doing or thought they were more skilled than what they actually were. Um, just kind
1: of wasted dollars. Yeah, just yeah, wasted and time payroll, which and is the mistakes. Biggest. And, yeah.
0: and it was hands down our biggest expense. Right. And that's why this year we found a crew that is, they want to be subcontractors, there's 10 guys, and we keep them busy. And each job that we bid, we just tell them, here's your labor price to go install it. We bring our skid loader, excavator, everything out there. Um, they go there with their pickup trucks and their hand tools and shovels, and we supply everything else and yep. just work closely as if they're employees of the company. Right. But at the end of the day, like, and that's what I've realized just the better part of this year was moving to that, we've been way more profitable on jobs, and therefore, obviously, like, labor and payroll was our biggest wasted expense it's not like we're misbidding on material or we have issues that way it's just jobs were taking much longer than they should have and a big part of that was like growing too quickly too much Um, I was a million different places not spending much time on the job sites probably should have been spending more time on the job sites to guide people and show them how to do projects or if I would have spent more time there and just driving everybody more or less i think that would have helped us a ton too but so just having good experienced people is going to help you save money it's worth as bad as it might sound it's worth cutting the people that aren't holding up that yeah that aren't holding up the expectations aren't necessarily taking it seriously it's worth cutting them and putting someone else in their place or just cutting them and waiting to find the right person
1: yeah don't be afraid to Run a little lean.
0: Yeah, sometimes you have to do that.
1: Yeah, because like we were kind of in the same situation last year. Like we were trying to grow and and get as big as we possibly could, and um, I took the approach of hiring guys early on in the spring. And obviously, we we don't do as much volume as you are as big as you are. But we, I mean, we were six seven guys at at once, and I was trying to coordinate everybody. And you know, we just were you too just many had, guys in one job site, and then you're you're just like trying to coordinate. The guys trying to do sales, trying to do invoicing, trying to do um, payroll and trying to get material on sites. And so um, I just, we took the same approach you did this year and cut back. And now it's just three of us um, running. So it's a little bit harder to be like put as much work in the ground, but it's more about building up the guys that are actually Interested in pursuing this and that, are bought into what we're doing here. And so um, I thought it was more valuable to our business to step back in order to um, leap ahead well, essentially and, so, and so that exactly, we could be more more productive, more yeah. efficient down the road and have the guys that are sticking around be really good at what they're doing. We,
0: we realized this year just with talking with everybody is all the A players are much happier being here now that and I don't want to call them dead weight, but, I mean, the guys that just weren't performing as at a high of a level, and some of that, you know, in in their defense, too, is probably my fault of just not providing the right training for them and being, you know, with them one-on-one as much to show them how to do the job. So I take responsibility for that fully, but all the guys that know what they're doing, they've been here three, four, five years, they're just significantly happier. They're not going, because it was... You know, these other guys might mess something up and then you are be like, okay, well, I just got to send these guys in to go fix it because they know how to do it. And right. then, so their job just became like fixing issues all the time. <laughs> and so right. that pissed them off, which understandably. So everything has gone a lot smoother this year. Everyone is a lot happier. Probably not going to do as much revenue as we did last year. I think we did 2.8 this year. We'll probably do 2.3 this year, 2.2, something like that. But at the end of the day, it, I think it's a better outcome because everybody's yeah. happier. And honestly, our margin is going to be about, uh, I shouldn't say our margin, but our net dollar like profit, profit amount. Day, our margin yeah. went up. Um, but we'll have about the same profit or a little bit more even. So yeah, it great. was well worth making the shift. And it wasn't an easy shift to make because letting those people go was, I mean, for me, like that was hard. Like I hate yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's a difficult emotional thing to say. Yep, sorry, yeah, sorry, you're not
1: performing. Got to go. (laughs) Yeah, that's not that's not an easy thing.
0: And part of that for me too was I felt bad just because, like I said, not being able to be there every single day or often enough. I felt like maybe to train them into the role that they were hired for. Right. Um, I felt like it partially my fault on that too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it always comes down to the leader. You know, the guy that's driving the bus, and um, it's important that we take ownership. And that's another another great lesson as a business owner that we've learned is you're always responsible you are the one that the buck stops with you I mean you're you're always the one that's kind of the end of the line um, and you know there's people along the way that are helping you but it all stops with you and um, it's important to have those people that are helping you but it it really you got to understand the ownership of what it takes to be an entrepreneur and the weight that it carries um, even on a small scale that, that we are like there's still a huge responsibility as a business owner um, to provide for the business and to provide for myself and to provide for the guys that are working, the gals that are working with us.
0: That and giving them like the training, just yeah. being able to provide, but also like the safety. I mean, we this industry is just you're dealing with equipment, right. and if you don't teach guys how to operate that safely, somebody it could be get very dangerous. Yeah, killed, injured. I mean, it could
1: be bad. So there's yeah. there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of liability. Right, but, but yeah. So I think that it's just so many sacrifices that we've made in order to shape our life as a business owner and entrepreneur. And so I think some key sacrifices that are are needed to be made are time and finances. And I think for us, sacrificing time has been huge for me at least when it comes to, spending time with family sometimes like cutting time with family short or um, getting away from friends that want to go play golf or want to go out. And I just, am like, dude, I I can't make it. I can't do it. Um, So that, that definitely has hindered some relationships. And um, that's one of those things that you learn too, is just you got to sacrifice through entrepreneurship and otherwise you're just not going to make it. You're not going to succeed in business. And you can have, I would say everything you want out of life, it's just going to be kind of come down to what you can manage and what do you how you put manage in. it. Yeah. And what do
0: you want to give up right. to have that?
1: Yep. So kind of give and take. Um, but what, what do you feel like has been some sacrifices that you've made to, or I guess quite, I would say on your journey of entrepreneurship?
0: Honestly, quite a few. I think anyone that if you're considering becoming an entrepreneur, starting a business or freelancer, or whatever, um, you and you want to achieve, like, very great things and keep leveling up all the time, you got to be able to make a lot of sacrifices. I know for me, when I started right out of high school, um, or probably, like, it was two years, maybe three years, probably two years after high school, I think it was, I kind of got interested in entrepreneurship and starting my own business. I was looking for what was that going to be. But I know at that point I was, like we kind of talked about in the other podcast, kind of a partier and didn't, like, have a lot of good people around me. So I kind of cold turkey like cut off almost all of my friends at that point and yep. just kind of moved on. I realized like this isn't gonna help me in any way. There's a couple of people that hung around a bit and we were talking about this the other day. And I don't know if this is good or not. So <laughs> but this is what I did. I cut off a lot of friends if they weren't good friends. And there's people I still keep in touch with but at the end of the day like I'm not very close with them anymore because they're just on a different journey yeah. than
1: I am. And, they, and weren't, just, they weren't serving your relationship.
0: Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. I, I feel like if we're going to hang out or spend time together, we need to be improving each other in some right. way. I should be helping you improve and you should be helping me improve or we should be together working towards a greater goal of something. We shouldn't be just killing time watching YouTube. And, right. Unless you're watching
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're watching this podcast right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Um, but you shouldn't just be killing time and doing nothing productive. Right. And it, it all depends on. I mean, there are days for that, right? Like, yeah. I have a boat and yeah, gonna buy a snowmobile and want to you know do that type right. of stuff too. So there's relaxed times and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you should be able to grow with that person and do stuff with them that's gonna help you get better. So I I would say that's one of the biggest sacrifices I've made is I, like again time, but friendships a lot of them. Um entrepreneurship's a lonely road I feel like yeah you've got you know your significant other if you have one and maybe a few close friends but right. there's not a lot of friends I don't think
1: no I would say it's definitely I've sacrificed relationships friendships over the course of the last four or five years as as we've been business owners and um, I but I was telling Carson the other day is like I have never really cut off a relationship intentionally and been like hey I cannot be seeing you anymore. This is not serving me. Which is fortunate. I'm fortunate in that way. But um I've definitely have had relationships in my life and friendships in my life that have just drifted apart just because of what we're doing and in, in our lives and our focuses and um it's just kind of a natural thing that you just separate. So um there's good that comes with that and there's bad. I mean we still I still have some of those friendships and um it's still different to see them like it's not it's not the same as it was you know back in high school so learning to understand how to navigate that is tough and those those waters are uh are kind of sketchy sometimes but learning how to navigate through relationships and how to eliminate them that if they're not being uh beneficial to your life or to your business you got to cut those loose
0: it's and it's yeah that's very difficult to do and honestly what's going to happen I mean happened to me, everyone's going to go out to the bar on Friday and Saturday and they're going to talk shit about you the yeah, whole time. Right. Because, oh, <laughs> oh too, he could make it too, out. Thinks he's too good for us. Yeah, or so like right. th- Those types of things. So I don't know. I think it's, it depends on where you want to go. I mean, I think we're both kind of on a journey of, we want to be um, very high level 10, if you want to call it like entrepreneurs, like yeah. top tier and not I don't ever want to stop in my life. There's no retirement in my eyes. It's just yep. keep going to the next thing and you know maybe slow down a little someday. But I just always want to keep going. There's no yeah. end goal for me. Keep it's the game just, going. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Keep the game going. There's no end goal. It, some people have an end goal, and I think that's a different story then right. where you can be a little bit more relaxed throughout your journey. But for me, it's just all in all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I think another big thing I've sacrificed is just – material items. I've taken all the money that I've made for the most part. I mean, I had a um had a dirt bike, I had a motorcycle, I had a snowmobile, sold all of those things. Um used to hunt a lot, you know, bows, guns and stuff like that. Uh don't block us Spotify for saying that. <laughs> um But we'll bleep it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I had all that stuff and pretty much quit. I mean, quit hunting and I didn't enjoy hunting, but just yeah. th- uh, it's such a time suck. It's fun, in. but oh my god, the time. Yeah, and exactly. the money involved. And the money. Yeah. But sold all that stuff and taken all the money out of um our companies that we take and earn and put it back into real estate and buying real estate. Yeah. I know, I mean, I've got friends that have bought houses and lived in homes and got a nice place and whatever. I mean, my brother, for example, yep. um, just a little bit of a different path, bought a house instead of wanting to invest in real estate. I mean, I moved into an apartment. And bought real estate and spent my money on that. And he's got, you know, snowmobiles, the Harley, and all the right. fun stuff. Yeah. And I don't have anything. I mean, we own a four thousand dollar boat together, but that's <laughs> that's about it. So it it all went back into real estate. I mean, we could have bought a lot of nice toys if I wouldn't have done that. But at the end of the day, that doesn't. I mean, the toys are fun. I'd right. love to, but that doesn't get me to where I want to go.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I've made the same sacrifices in my life. Like yeah, I've made a bunch of cash at certain times and it's like, Oh man, I could go buy something real nice. That would be fun. Yeah. It's just, it's always, especially early on. And even now it's like, how can we use what we're making to make more? You know what I mean? Like how can we build this thing to compound and um, not just grow, it's just for like an ego thing or personal thing. Like how can we get this business to make larger impact in the community and the lives that um, we ultimately serve through our business? So um, taking those personal step backs those sacrifices of financial uh, fun items, material th- items that we could go buy. Um, we just take a step back and be like, this is not going to serve us long-term. Let's go invest into something that can make us more um, and really put your money to work. And that's even something that you can do, not as a business owner, but even personally, you can go and take your money and put it into, real estate, put it into uh, a side hustle that you can make money at and really see how valuable and how much um, money you can make and put your money to work opposed to just being a consumer and consuming items.
0: And the good part about like, depending on your guys's age and where you're at in life, I mean, if you're in your twenties at all, yep. if you really want to be like a next level entrepreneur and make it someday air quotes for those of you that are just listening, <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever your definition of that is, but you know, multi, multi, multi deca millionaire. You got to start now. Get rid of all your toys yeah. and dump your money into your companies or investments or whatever. I mean, just quit. I don't want to say you almost got to quit having fun. I mean, to me, business is fun and the right. game of entrepreneurship is fun. Right. I get a ton of joy out of it and it's stressful too, oh, yeah. but I do get a ton of joy out of it. So for me, it is fun, but that's like all I do. I've got, like I said, the $4,000 boat that, I used twice this last year. And well, it
1: was it, was, uh, it yeah. was dry for a while. Yeah, the motor blew up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got a little power boat. It's fun to go out on the river and goof around with. But I think this year I'm going to spend, I got, I'm going to buy one of my dad's old snowmobiles for five grand and yeah. get up to the cabin a few times and go snowmobiling. Or I'll just tell him to keep it and I'll just go up yep. there and borrow it or something. <laughs> But I think, and I, you know, with all that to be said, I think it's important that you got to enjoy and take breaks. um, Oh yeah. Enjoy what you're doing along the way too. There's not saying don't do that, but there's definitely sacrifices that you have to make. It's not going to be every weekend. It's not going to be maybe even at all this month, maybe just a couple times a year that you go somewhere, do something fun um, and let go a little bit.
1: But yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like we've been able to sacrifice like, I purchased my first home uh was I guess it was December twenty twenty one and renovated it that uh old winter you? I was twenty one, born in two thousand, so it's pretty easy easy math there, remember? <laughs> um but yeah, so I bought it December twenty twenty one, renovated it from like January to March, moved in there and then uh gosh, probably October of 22, I moved out. My wife and I moved out of the house after we were married and into a different house. And that house ultimately has brought us cash flow each month, and we're able to use that money to have experiences. So, like that sacrifice that I made in 2021 and put a bunch of money into this place so I could appreciate that real estate and then rent it out and make a thousand bucks a month on it, that's paying for experiences that my wife and I can share and build. So people just, I think need to maybe change perspective on like, yeah, you can have that thing right now, but what if I sacrifice this for uh, six months or a, a year or five years to really build up um, some assets, put your money into assets that are appreciating. Not th- yeah. Buy things that are going to
0: make you money and appreciate.
1: Yeah. Because then you can go out and you can actually have some freedom and you can go, be, and you can do it comfortably.
0: Yeah. And you can do it, I mean, way better or cooler or more yeah, fun right. on a different level than and what you would have been able uh, to. Right,
1: and we're not anywhere near where we want to be financially or, um, you know, freedom-wise. Uh, but I think these are just kind of some smaller, um, I mean, it might be big for some people, but, like, for me it doesn't seem that big to sacrifice a little bit, sacrifice some money that we've made um, to build experiences through our assets paying us. So that's been a, a big, um, I would say pro to sacrificing as being able to use that as money to great experiences through, um, money that we earn each, each month and each year. So,
0: and I think you can, yeah, I think if you, the delayed gratification is the other, I mean, it's way more enjoyable when you've Waited and you've had to earn it and right. really, really earn something, and then you buy, you know, the nicer boat, you know, ten years down the road instead of having the yacht, this, this yeah, <laughs> the one with the helipad right. versus yeah. you know, <laughs> just the the dinghy and the two jet skis yeah. on the back. Yeah. But I, for me, I, that's a big thing too. It just and it gives you kind of some people. I mean, not so much me, I guess, but some people. It gives you something to work towards as well. You right. kind of got a goal, or a, you can put a dollar amount on a goal of where you want to be. You know, I need to make. I need to be able to buy this three times over before I actually buy it or right. i need to have that kind of money or assets yeah. or whatever. So yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it too for some people, if you need that motivation, but I don't, know, if you need that motivation, you're probably not going to make it far.
1: Right. And I think another big thing that's been a sacrifice to me, um, through entrepreneurship is like the time with my wife has been, um, big theme of my day and my, my heart lessons is time. <laughs> um, but sacrificing time for her to, to do business has been hard and it's always a challenge. Um, even today we face challenges with me working and, um, us spending time together. So that's always something that we've continued to work on and trying to figure out how we can manage, uh, manage that and maximize that so that we can both be happy in our careers and happy in our relationship. So, um, one thing that we've always been good about is making time and sacrificing, you know, financial, um, like we've made investments into ourselves by going to um, marriage events or personal development events. So Didn't you
0: go to something? Yeah, we were just, in we're Utah, in Montana
1: um, back in July. It was a marriage conference that were actually for people that were in the trades. And the, the experience that we gained from that was worth every dollar we spent um, just from being there together. And then the value that we got from the people that were speaking, the people that we met that were there doing the same thing that we were, um, is just really invaluable. So taking the time and taking the money to really invest in yourself is something that is worth the sacrifice. Um, take the time, take the money to, to make a change in your life and, and really help grow your life. Well, the good part about that was it was probably a write off too. Yeah,
0: (laughs) right out of the business bank account. (laughs) Well, that's the perks of being a business owner. There's a pro. That's what I, this, I just got back from Hawaii a week ago. First, I would say real vacation I've been on that wasn't for business. It was for a wedding. Yep. It was for a friend's wedding. But every other time I've got, I've gone to Florida a handful of times and it was always to look at real estate and try to figure out where I want to invest in real estate down there haven't bought anything yet, but it's always been the trips kind of centered around that and time spent around that. Right. So I think if you can, I mean, one of the good parts about entrepreneurship is you can find an event like that. Or if you like real estate, you can go look at real estate in a different market and make it kind of a vacation, but then it's also a write-off and it's a little bit of both and you should probably consult your accountant, (laughs) (laughs) make some choices, but um, that's one of the perks.
1: Yeah. I for sure would agree with that. And, um, and that's not we just haven't been only to one event we try to go to events two three four times a year
0: do you think you can go to too many events
1: negative Uh well, yes i would say yes i think if it's like a monthly thing yeah um then you're just i think you're taking on too much you're consuming too much content too much ideas that you're, you're just, just you can't process you're, not, you're, yeah. you're just consuming you're not implementing another valuable thing about those events is like you go to those events you get fired up and you take just one thing away one or two things away from that event that you heard from someone and you go implement you put it in you you implement into your business you implement into your life and you start seeing changes which is a, a beautiful thing and really helps the growth of your personal life and your professional life so Like I said, you can never invest too much time or money into helping yourself grow.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, you hear a lot of people talk about it. Um, I can't remember who it was, but a few of the people on Instagram or whatever they talk about how they've gone bankrupt before or 2008, they lost everything. But the one thing nobody can take from you is what you know. And that's why you see a lot of people, I mean, in our industry, especially, I mean, I could name off a lot of people that we're not going to that <laughs> went bankrupt in 2008. Yep. And by 2013, 14, 15, they're like three, four, five times what they were in 2008 because they were able to start from scratch and not make all the mistakes that they made before because they already knew those and they could navigate all right. the landmines yeah. throughout the process yeah. and get to where they want They've to already been through it. Much quicker. Yeah. And sometimes starting over I don't I feel like sometimes starting from scratch helps. I mean you know and not even scratch but kind of like we did you kind of cut back a little bit right. and trim the fat and yep. get lean and mean and then go from there. Right. So it's like working out you have bulk and you cut. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't don't know if Carson's
1: a, just bulks. He's just, uh, just he's just don't. going for muscle mass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but and I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but
1: I guess yeah. that's what we've that's done. How we've, what we've, how done, we've done, done it. This year, yes yeah. So
0: and it's helped us.
1: Yeah. What what do you th- would say would be any like pros and cons to just everyday life of a, as an entrepreneur? What what do you think is great about being an entrepreneur? What is not so great sometimes?
0: The biggest I guess downfall, I would say, depending on your personality, like you got to be able to be alone a lot. I think that's, or be around people that you just kind of work with and maybe not have like the deepest connection with them. I think it's good, like your partners and stuff, to have a deep connection with them, but a lot of your employees, you're not going to have, you know, a super deep personal connection with. I think that's just part of having employees. There's no way. I mean, you want to be. Especially
1: as you scale and as you grow, you cannot personally know every single person. You, I would say you should on a, try on a deep yeah, level. You can, you can yeah. definitely try and you should be personal, but yes. you can't know every single person, every, you're not going to be friends every single with everyone detail. you work with. Yeah. yeah. It just wouldn't go it's crazy. Just, yeah.
0: It's not how it's going to work. So I think being alone is a part of it. Um, and I guess for me, like obviously a lot's changed with my relationship status in the last year. Um, I think being with somebody or like finding a partner, um, A spouse or somebody that is really on board with what you are wanting to do and want to achieve because they're going to have to sacrifice if your goal and dream is going to come true and become your guys's goal and dream you both have to be on the same page about that if you're not it's going to create a lot of animosity because you're going to be working late on the phone all the time and that's something i was terrible at i mean working till eight nine o'clock at night and then getting home and sitting on the phone talking to people yeah and to the point of disrespectful bad
1: yeah and I think you've definitely have seen I've seen change in you and I think that's great and I think you've definitely have realized it's not all about the work it's about yourself too like I mean it's another great lesson uh, that came to mind (laughs) is uh you gotta be the best your best self when you're trying to be an effective leader and try to grow something that's small into something large you gotta be Top tier, top shelf, um, exceeding, excelling in what you're doing—not just in business, but personally—you got to be, you got to be good at home. You got to be good with your wife, your spouse. If you're not good on a, you're not on a good page there, um, things aren't going to be good in your business. And that's another great takeaway that we learned in Montana on our, on at that event is that you should have a flourishing relationship because of your business. Your business should be a driver that helps your your relationship ultimately grow um and so kind of flipping the script on that not like your business is going to be first and your relationship is last like you got to make your relationship great because you're able to run a business with your spouse or your spouse is involved in your business um even if your spouse is not in any way shape or form in your business at all they still will affect your business.
0: A hundred percent. And I think the big part of that is having the conversation with your spouse or your girlfriend yep. or your next girlfriend or whoever it is that. Or boyfriend. He, or boyfriend. Yeah.
1: In Carson's but, case. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. 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 <laughs> no. Um, you got to have that conversation upfront. I feel like. Yeah. Set you gotta, expectations. If you're trying to grow a big company and big business or whatever you're doing and be the next great thing. Um, You have to be able to make sacrifices and they have to understand that you have to make sacrifices and together you're going to have to make sacrifices. You can't always spend as much time together as you want. It's not going to be fun all the time. You're going to come home stressed and you got to do your best to limit that stuff. But I think having that conversation up front is a big part of it.
1: Yeah. Set clear expectations, have conversations. Con- I would say another big thing is continually update your goals, your mission as a couple, um, as business owners. It's going to change. It's through. always going to be ever evolving. Um, even week to week, it's always changing. Day to day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, but that's another great thing. that I'm very blessed that Sophie and I are on the same page for the most part. We have the same mission, the same purpose and goals in mind that we want to pursue. And, um, I would say the biggest hurdle that we face is just how we spend time together. And there's obviously, I would love to just be with her all the time and spend as much time as I could with her. Um, but I also have goals and, and, uh, aspirations personally in business that I want to pursue. And so trying to find that, um, give and take of how we can work together and give here to take here and vice versa in our relationship and in our business is is something that we work on and um but yeah I would say overall I'm super blessed to be with Sophie and super blessed that we're able to be on the same mission the same goal and had the same direction because if we weren't there's no way we'd be together and there's no way that our relationship and our marriage would thrive and there's no way my business would be successful at all so
0: You got to be good at, I mean, there's, in my opinion, you have business, your relationship, relationships, and then you've got your physical and mental health, I think are like the three, four buckets of what What you you got to fill, put time into. And we've talked about this, I've been really good, I feel like, for, I mean, putting time into the business bucket. Yep. Everything else not so good at, especially like the physical and mental health, not something I even worked on or thought about at all over the past three, four years, and now I'm trying to shift that and focus on that more, which who would have thought, funny (laughs) thing, when you have these figured out, it actually makes your business a lot better, and you go there with a positive energy, and it just helps everything, so I think focusing on all those things, not just one of them, and there's times when you do have to just focus on one of them, I think, or... Take away a little less from here and put more over here. If you got going through a hard time with the business or there's issues or something or the economy just shuts off like 2008 yep. again and you need to just focus on that to keep stuff moving, like, you're going to have to do that sometimes. Things are going to change. But I think having those conversations with your spouse or whoever it is, um, hey, we're going through this, you know, I'm going to have to work late today. Yep. It's just what's going to have to happen. You can
1: never, never communicate enough.
0: Yeah. Even in your business too. Oh,
1: yeah. One of the biggest issues say, you we need see. need to communicate with your people. Yeah. Communication. What's going on? All the time. Yeah. There's just so many lessons and pros and cons to that have come from being an entrepreneur. And it's just one of those things that does not come easy. The road of entrepreneurship is never a cakewalk. It's always ever-evolving, ever-changing And it's never, there's never, it always bugs me when people say, you got to find your work-life balance. And it's, I mean, yes, you need to have balance in your life, but as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you need to figure out how to manage your time in order to balance the things that are in your life.
0: You don't like the work-life balance theory?
1: No, because it's always, work's always turned on. when you're a business owner, when you're an entrepreneur, you can't, I mean, even if you try to shut it off, it's still there. You're you're still stressed because you got to make payroll or you're still stressed because you got to make that invoice. You got to send that estimate and um, it's always there. Even if you try to shut it off, there's it's, you are in charge of that business.
0: It never stops. You run that stress. And then when you do snow plowing, it never <laughs> stops. <laughs> Everybody wants to get into snow plowing.
1: Yeah. And that's why we do not do snow removal. <laughs> yeah. We still Learned that lesson <laughs> early on, early on. But, but yeah, I, I think trying to find balance in your life is important. Um, but like I said, you, it's, Entrepreneurship is great. There's many great things that come from it: um, financial freedom. Um, you know, you set your own schedule, but no, you don't. Yeah,
0: I mean, you set your own schedule, but it's, but it's five to it's, nine. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's seventy hours a week, eighty hours a week, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but Which, but there's the freedom thing. behind it, like being an owner. You can you can be flexible with your time. Yeah, when you, you need choose, to do yeah. something, you can go do that because if you want to work late and yeah.
0: stop midday to. Go have lunch for two hours or something, and then work till nine, ten o'clock at night. You can right. do that. It's yeah. not like you have to be. I mean, sometimes you do, but yeah, you can be flexible. Yeah.
1: yeah, but and another hard thing, a lot of hard things that come from it is just the stress and um, the risk that you take on, and the hard decisions you need to make in order to make change, whether it's taking on more people or firing more people or um, taking on more equipment or whether it's, um, spending more money on marketing, just kind of making those sacrifices and decisions can be tough sometimes. And
0: so, yeah, just to speak on hard decisions, that's a daily thing. And, you know, quarterly, there's going to be a huge decision that always seems to come up in the company that you need to make. Do we buy this? Do we lay this person off? Do we hire another person? Whatever it is, there's a lot of hard decisions that have to be made. And I think to loop back to where I was saying these other buckets of mental health, physical, if you're good in these, it's easier to make those hard decisions. If you're not disciplined in what you're doing in every aspect of your life, it's going to be hard to stay disciplined in just your business. Some people have done it, I guess, but (laughs) I, I, for me, I guess it's hard. So that's going to the gym has been a huge thing for me. That's helped me stay disciplined with that, which has transferred into discipline in our companies as well. Right. Yeah. Making the hard decisions, realizing I, I, can't go to that dinner, I've got to work late, or I've got to do this and get these invoices done?
1: Yeah, so ultimately, I mean, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship has been a great experience. I I mean, I love it every day, um, but it doesn't come with its hard, its hard times, its hard seasons. But overall, I would say the biggest thing that I've learned is just the time, learning how to manage your time and how to manage your family and how that, how those two can actually work together, not against each other has been really, really important to me and, um, be willing to make sacrifices in order to put yourself ahead. So
0: it's not going to be like the Instagram
1: reels. Definitely not. It's not all rainbows and butterflies.
0: Well, I think the biggest takeaway is that, you gotta be able to make sacrifices. You're not gonna have the GT3 RS right from the start. No. You delayed gratification and you got to be disciplined throughout the process and communicating with the people in your lives, your friends, either whether you're getting new friends and kind of cutting people off, your spouse, whoever it is, being on the same page, knowing that you're gonna have to make sacrifices going into this throughout your journey. And maybe you're halfway through your journey or you're 30, 40 years old and you're listening to this. It's always time to make the change. I mean, right. it's not, you know, it's never not too late. over. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I think if someone's looking to get into entrepreneurship, I would say that be willing and have the understanding that it's going to take time to, be, to see it's, any success. It's not overnight. No, it's not an <laughs> not overnight deal. I mean, it's 5, 10, 20 years or more of hard, hard work and hard um, stress and things that come up that really throw a wrench in your life and in your business. And so have that understanding that it's not going to be an overnight success and you're gonna face failures you're gonna go through the muck and you gotta you gotta know how to get out of that you got, you need to know how to work through the hard times so
0: well i think that's it for this podcast folks
1: yeah hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and just kind of talking through how our experience has been as entrepreneurs and the things that we've learned the sacrifices we make the good the bad the ugly um and we just appreciate you guys following along and and tuning into this episode. And if you guys could leave us a review, we don't run any ads yet. (laughs) Um, but yeah, if you could leave us a review, that'd mean the world to us. And like I said, appreciate you listening in and we'll see you next week.